Hello everybody, my name is Tom. It is, and I'm Andrea. And you've reached... The Other Castle. Wow. Do you like that? I love that. That was a real guitar. No, it was? Yeah, I brought it in. You can't oh. tell because we're on a podcast. So. At that time, I brought in the, uh, the tennis racket? Yeah, it was great. Okay. When did you bring a tennis racket? When I was playing the guitar. Oh, that's right. We did the music one. The Aerosmith one. I was actually going through our files and had to like look up a few because it feels like we've done so many, even though we really like, we're not even at 10 yet. Nope, this is episode nine. We're at nine. Okay, so we're almost at 10, but I was like, what the fuck is Dead Rising? Like, <laughs> as soon as we get out of here, I have no recollection of anything we talked about. Oh, it's so good that, to know that you like listen so intently. Well, like I live it, you know? No, like, I get that. So like I'm there the first time and then I'm like... I don't know what's going on, Tetraminos. And, like, I couldn't tell you. Like, I listened to our Centipede episode. It just showed up on my phone the other day. Right. And I was like, wait a minute. Some fucked up shit happens in Centipede. Like, <laughs> that game's, like, a shooter. And <laughs> there's a whole thing. You're not the Centipede. You, you re-listened to it and, her, and like, experienced it for your first time again. I re-lost my mind. And, like, I was <laughs> saying things and then, like, past me was saying things. And I was like, yeah, bitch. Like, I agree with this girl. Ask the hard questions. <laughs> and tribute to how attentive I am during the process, this week is actually my week. Oh, good. So I get to zone out for an episode. Yeah, and then when you re-listen to this, you'll be like, this bitch is crazy. Oh, I know. I re-listen to these so many times when I edit this. So. Yeah, and you're like, what is going on? This is a fucking nightmare. <laughs> so we just to make it clear, like we're not bouncing back week to week. There's no set schedule. We're just kind of going as we go. Um, yeah. And I think we've talked about this before, but like Tom has been a much more vibrant gamer. Yeah, uh, active gamer. Active gamer. <laughs> no, you're not a quilt. No. But <laughs> You have played more video games. Very than me. colorful when I game. Yeah. No. No, you're not. You sit there. You. I'm so... so boring to watch play games. I scream and stuff. I'm. I'm the same person everywhere. Like this isn't like a front just for the microphone. This is who I am as a person. Yeah, I had to like take her off the microphone on PlayStation. Yeah. Oh, update. Andrea can now play first-person shooters. <laughs> okay, one specifically. Okay, update. Andrea's really fucking good at one specific shooter <laughs> and awful at the others despite it being the exact same functions right um i am stupidly good at overwatch oh stupidly good stupidly good okay so backstory i fell down the rabbit hole and watched all of the cinematic trailers (laughs) and story pieces that blizzards put out and it's beautiful like they're basically pixar it's four minute violent pixar it's fucking awesome and i fell in love with sombra and now my hair's purple and <laughs> she's not lying. I'm not lying. Actually, and we just did uh, Halloween costumes, and she went as Sombra. Yeah, and Tom was uh, Summer of '76. Right. Or Soldier Grill Master '76. Grill Master '76. Summer of '76. That old Ryan Adams classic. Uh, and yeah, I like I got little gun pins for both of us in New York Comic Con. Um, I just got back from that a few weeks ago. That was great. Um, I'm super excited for everything that's to come. And if I can just go on a quick note about New York Comic Con, I'm going to throw this out there as I'm the queen of unpopular opinions from the Shawshank episode that we did, apparently, <laughs> uh, that I've been getting some hate mail from. <laughs> New York Comic Con's better than San Diego. That's what you said. I'm there, and, and that's what I said in the middle of it. I think you and yeah. I talked like the second night, and I mentioned that. But after doing both, 
And honestly, I worked more at New York. I, I do have a job in the media kind of where I'm exposed to pop culture and I actually went on a work trip. So I was there before opening and after show closing. I had a better time at New York than I did at San Diego. That's pretty great. Big difference is like San Diego, it's not just the convention center. Obviously, it sprawls out in a Petco park and gas lamp and activations all over the city. New right. York has a similar thing. Like it takes over Manhattan to a certain extent. But I don't know. The aisles are wider. Like Jarvitz is bigger than the San Diego convention center is it um jarvis i think they held 180,000 people this year and san diego can do about 135 i mean that's why it spilled over so much in in uh, san diego because like oh yeah when i like i mean this doesn't even sound like that long ago to me but in 2003 2004 actually from 2003 to, to about 2006 i worked at san diego comic con in the art show it was only housed in the main convention center. They hadn't even started so using Hall H yet my first year. You are dating yourself. I know. Hall H was a part of the main convention and Ballroom 20. That was like the main big room. That's wild. That's where they have like the hentai exhibits now. Like they don't even like bother with mainstream yeah, stuff anymore. Yeah, it's so funny. It's like, that's like the B-list movies. Those are like yeah. The, Oh, man. But, like, no, I mean, I did, it's 2017, I did both San Diego and New York this year. Just from experience, like, I had a better time in New York. I got to see more things because the aisles are wider. And New Yorkers know how to move. Mm-hmm. They just walk better. Like, they have a good sense of, like, don't fucking stop in front of a shitload of people. They're better at being pedestrians. Yeah. I mean, cosplay is pretty strong through both. I think through San Diego, you get angrier cosplayers because they're all sweaty because it's July <laughs> in San Diego. So you get 107 degree to heat with people in full cosplay versus New York where it was like a decent 77, 78 or so. It's a little gloomy, but that's it. Right. Uh, <laughs> Which is kind of what you want if you're going to be in costume. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I saw a group of Overwatch players all dressed as like Kirby. This is like Kirby took over the Overwatch. Was, oh, wow. And then I saw three Sombras, which I was a little sad about. I wanted to see more. Saw way more Divas. I don't get that because like Diva to me is just always in that next suit. So... Her being out of the suit is a bad thing anyway. <laughs> she's more vulnerable that way. Yeah, she's really vulnerable. Like She only has like 200 life outside of the mech suit, and in the mech suit she's like 500. But I guess it's easy. You just put on like a, a onesie and you're good to go. Yeah, you do little triangles under your eyes. It's a cute girl costume. Like Everyone did Tracer last year, I'm assuming. Yeah, it so. takes a very specific body type to pull off the diva costume, I'm sure. Yeah, um, Sombra is a little more forgiving with that uh, <laughs> waistline. It's kind of... She wears a large coat yeah, and scarves. She's more into layers and leggings which is my style like i'm kind of between a sombra and a may okay i'm not mad about it you know i look good we are off on a completely wrong game right now um, it's not a wrong game overwatch is the perfect game i know but not and i for love this sombra uh, it would we could start a whole different show about the tales of overwatch just because of how rich the lore is but we're not going which to is go. why i love it but that was my mini change i'm just gonna throw my hat out there unpopular opinion corner with Andrea. <laughs> I don't understand the Shawshank Redemption. I know it's a classic. It's a bird movie. Like, it's a bunch of dudes that are sad about shit. I just want to see more of the bird. Bird disappears. You barely see the bird. His name is Jake, right? Yes. Yeah. R.I.P. Jake. Justice for Jake. Hashtag it. And New York Comic Con is more fun and a better fan experience, in my opinion, than San Diego. Come at me. Okay. Someone now actually on to is. the actual episode. <laughs> so... This week, we are doing one that I actually... Just to throw this out there, it came out in 1998. 98, okay. So I was a young girl. I remember seeing commercials, and I remember going to Target with my dad and seeing that they had a demo for it, and I would not leave the demo. I played the demo, like, twice, because, you know, it'll be, like, a mini level. Oh, yeah. But I just stood there and was like, this is amazing! And he was like, 
we are poor. <laughs> we are leaving now. And I was like, a little more. So I, like, I, I only have the demo. So let me have this. This is all I can have. I'm not I like, I got a PlayStation maybe in like early thousands after PS2 came out. So it was like my right. cousin got a PS2 and I think I got the hand-me-down and then I got a couple of hand-me-down discs after that. So, you know, in, in true, like, he's a younger cousin too. So it was like a hand-me-up. Uh, <laughs> so in true, like, sad girl fashion, I just remember the demo because I didn't actually have the game, but I was obsessed with it. And this is a note to my creepy girl roots that this is kind of like a creepy game, but okay. still a kid-friendly one. Okay. Um, we are talking about Medieval. Medieval. Your eyes just lit up. I never played it, but I do remember this game coming out and everything. They it have was... a demo at Target. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is a game I've heard of, and, and yeah, no, I'm familiar with this one, but I, I've never played it, so this is good. Oh, I'm excited then to talk to you guys. So, you remember in the commercials you saw, like, the skeleton guy, and he was in his suit, and it was, like, a hacker, like, a slashing game, and you go through a medieval town, and you're a skeleton, and it's it's rad. Yeah, yeah. I liked the uh, Maximo series, so it just always seemed like another version of that, so I was like, ah, I've already got that one. Okay, so you're like, I have something that's really similar... Yeah. It's fine. Okay, I don't know anything about the Maximo series, so that might be a later one for me. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but that's so cool. Okay, I'm glad you... I, remember, I felt like you must have heard of it, because if I knew about it as a kid and was so excited about it, like, it was at least on your radar as yeah, someone yeah. who's older. Um, so, like I said, this came out in Europe and North America in 98, and in Japan in 99. It was... I'm, I'm quoting this. It's an action-adventure hack-and-slash game. Hack and slash, that's Which a popular is, genre. It's cool. I, I kind of like that uh, for PlayStation, and it just came out on PlayStation. There was a sequel that came out in 2000, so they actually moved very quickly with the sequel. for the, So the first series, 98, and then 99 in Japan. Second one came out in 2000. And then in 2005, it was re-released for the PlayStation Portable. Okay. Which... I think you wanted one of those for a second, and then nothing else came out on it, so... Yeah, well, I mean, Kingdom Hearts was doing all those different games on all the different systems. It was like... That's right. I kept wanting to play through them all, but they eventually released them all onto just PlayStation, like, in bundles, so I... Done. Didn't need that anymore. There you go. Um, when it was re-released for the PlayStation, it uh, PSP PlayStation Plus, it was titled Medieval Resurrection, Ooh. which is kind of cute. Um, and I want to get into the history of the game, because I actually was really fascinated by this, um, specifically because, you know, 98 is a very kind of weird time. It's right before we couldn't get too violent. Right. Um, there's a lot going on in the world. Um, the 90s were just kind of a sensitive time where we were in this kind of mid-period where no one was really a pussy yet, but people started getting sensitive. Yeah. Um, Are we in Clinton blowjob era? Like, about that, yeah. yeah. So people were a little on edge in general. So something like this where it's kid-friendly was very welcome, I think. Um, I There was also that sense of, like, violent video games cause violent reactions. And I'm referring to, like, violence, again, with kids on kids, situations like that where it's, like, if you're a kid playing a video game where there's a gun, you're going to pick up a gun. Right. So that sort of correlation was starting to happen. So games like this were actually really popular and, like, well-received because of the weird climate at the time. Okay. I have my own thoughts about that, but that's a whole other show. This was developed by SCE Cambridge Studios, which is a British company, and published by Sony. It was written by Jason Wilson, who was also the voice. So, Oh, really? Yeah, so it's kind of cool. It's kind of his baby, so he wrote out the whole narrative, and then he voices the main character. That's cool. Um, he also worked on the second one in the art department, but 
hasn't and he hasn't done much outside of the medieval series. So most this is like of, his only claim to fame. Yeah, his roster is like I wrote and I voiced the first one, and then I worked on the art for the second one. He didn't voice the second one, but that's okay. So is the first one like an independent game, more or less? I think the first one was more of a pet project, and then because it did well, they were like throw money at it, get a second one out there, keep the franchise alive. Kind right. Of thing. So that's why they rushed out a second game. It looks like. yeah, like I mean, maybe it's just I'm spoiled from today's age, but like you wait. At least 18 months to two years for a sequel. Like, I don't even want to talk about your Kingdom Hearts 3 complex, but... I mean, it's between Kingdom Hearts 3, Half-Life 3, Portal 3. The, the 3s just have a horrible time <laughs> of coming out. The trilogies so. are fucking you up. We're in Life is Strange Part 2 right now, kind of, so... Well, it's, it's the prequel, so that's not fair. That. Yeah. Yeah. It was directed and programmed by Chris Sorrell, who also hasn't done much outside of the medieval franchise, except for one other franchise, which, after reading about it, I kind of want to cover it. Um, it's an EA title called James Pond. James Pond? Yeah, so this guy was, like, pioneering medieval, and James Pond, and James Pond is exactly what it sounds like. It's a fish spy. It's a fish spy. Yeah. I, I actually want a sal- salamander in my head. Oh, no, it's James Pond. He's a little fish with a tux and, like, a martini. And Okay. So this guy's a goofy guy. Like, he has a good sense of humor. Okay. <laughs> Clearly. And then one other person that came out of this project is Paul Arnold, who did the music for Medieval. Uh, this is a really tight-knit group. That's why I can kind of go over everyone. It wasn't, like, a big development group. It was really just kind of a couple of dudes putting okay. something together out of passion. So Paul Arnold got the project to do the music. They straight up said, we want Tim Burton... We want it to be whimsical and creepy, which kind of explains those very easy connections to Nightmare Before Christmas. Like, you're playing as a skeleton, as your hero. It's a little dark. Like, it's, like, very G-rated spooky. Okay. Um, So he straight up had to, like, kind of emulate that. Okay. I mean, Um, it's smart. Yeah. And he's actually still in the industry. So while the other two kind of did this project and kind of shifted their gears, his IMDb is popping. He scored... 2003's Green Street Hooligans 3. The third one? The third! Oh, that's where shit hit the fan, though. Did you watch the third one? No. Okay. <laughs> I, I saw... I mean, I love the first one. Yeah. And then I saw the second one, and I'm like, I'm good. Yeah, there's a third one. He scored that one. Um, but he's done a bunch of movies. He's done miniseries, video games. He's actually been a composer across a lot of different mediums, so... Well, good for him. Yeah, he's doing well for himself. But his biggest title is the title he did right before Medieval. And oh, it's before a, Medieval. And it's a video game title. So thinking about big video... And this is a huge video game title. Video game title right before Medieval. Medieval came out in 98. Give me two guesses. If you want hints, let me know. I mean, you're going... nine. I gotta go with like a Doom? No. Play along at home. Play along at home? I'm telling... We have listeners. Telling them to play oh, along at home and tell me... I thought you were giving me a hint like it's Wheel of Fortune. I mean, it's, um, it's not. Okay. That doesn't count, though. Okay, and then um, I'm going to have to go with a Mortal Kombat of some kind. His biggest title that he scored was Frogger. 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 I remember that update. The PlayStation 1 update of Frogger. I remember that entirely. Like a robot hops across. That's oh, all that my so boy. so annoying. <laughs> I've never liked Frogger. Really? Oh, I've, it's so dumb. I used to play Frogger on my computer. Really? Yeah. I've always hated Frogger. Frogger's great. Oh. I mean, I get it. I So do I. You gotta go. But it's just... Some of the frogs are little. Some of the frogs are different. I mean, it's just I'm not good at it. I just... It's an infuriating game. <laughs> but no, I totally remember that, that uh, remake of Frogger. Okay. Yeah, he did the music for it, so... Okay. 
So one guy who's like really still in the industry and a couple guys that did this completely out of like, this is our passion. We want to tell the story. That's our main squad. Again, like I said, the game was largely inspired by The Nightmare Before Christmas. Okay. Originally, the game was going to be a game on Sega that was supposed to be a shooter that felt like an arcade. So it's supposed to kind of feel like an at-home shooter game like you'd find in an arcade. Okay. So where you don't really control where the person's going, you just point and shoot. Yeah. Okay. Um, but Sony ended up checking it out and buying the game development company, took it over, made it a PlayStation exclusive, and adjusted the format. So, would it, would it be a top-down? Not really top-down, but like... A third-person shooter? Like how, like, Grand Theft Auto is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's third-person. That's third-person, yeah, yeah. So, it kind of adjusted to be a third-person when Sony got a hold of it. So, the developer, the Cambridge company, actually did the first Frogger, which is how Paul Arnold was a part of it. Oh, Okay. But the composer was the only heavy hitter to bump over to Medieval when that one started. So Sony acquired this game development company, and the guy who did the music from Frogger is the only one to also bump over and work on Medieval when that one was, like, heavily in production. Okay. They also did 24 The Game for PlayStation 2 when that came out. Ooh. Um, they did a couple other titles. They did Little Big Planet for PlayStation Plus. Oh. Uh, so they did a couple, like, really big franchises, a lot of other pieces that are well-known. But they actually closed this year. Oh. Yeah, so... They just shut down, huh? They just shut down. Oh. They had a great run, though. I mean, they just about 20 years, I'm guessing. If That's not a bad job for a company. Like No, I mean... That's respectable. Frogger and Medieval. You like, raised it and sent it off to college. Yeah. And then it failed out, apparently. It can almost but, drink. Yeah. <laughs> so close. So, yeah, that's kind of the background of the company that put it together. Again, like, real big passion project for these two guys. They got this awesome composer that also did Frogger. He's like Mr. Frogger. Like, that's all I got for you. Right. And when Sony got a hold of it, they really kind of adjusted the format of the gameplay. But I th- I mean, I, I think it's cool. So all right. they finished the game. I'm going to give you two of the marketing taglines, and I want you to tell me which one is worse. <laughs> okay. The first one. You'll be dying to play. It's a little too on the nose. I mean, sure. And the other one, which I think is actually my favorite slash my vote, a gothic tale straight from the grave. All right. Well, here's the thing. Going with no visuals, I got to go with the second one. Okay. <laughs> because it's... that first one is just like you could read it in any way and be like, okay, I guess I'm dying to play this game. Whatever. <laughs> like, no, but this, the, the other one, the gothic tale. Yeah, that one. I think I know what you like about it. What's that? Do you like how heavy-handed it is? It, that is my favorite part. Of it. <laughs> I love that it's how heavy-handed it is. So, the official synopsis is, this is the TLDR. <laughs> A legendary hero awakens after 100 years since his death in battle, only to find that his arch-nemesis is yet again roaming the earth to make an army of demons out of the dead. I don't think that's very well written. No. Um, but I copied and pasted that. There's an so, army of demons. Army of demons out of the dead. So uh, wait, they're not zombies. They're demons? They're dead demons. Zombies weren't really in yet. No, but I mean raising the... Okay. You are our hero. You play as Sir Daniel Fortesque. Fortesque. He goes by Dan. And he's, you know, he's a goofball. He's like a lanky, weird dude. Okay. He's that guy that got a growth spurt before everyone else did. Oh. Yeah. I was that guy. No, you weren't. No, I really was. And then everyone just... Zoom past. I hit 5'9 in the fourth grade, and then I just stopped. Yeah, that's... Knowing you as an adult, that's exactly what happened. Yeah. I haven't grown since the fourth grade. No. Oh. I did hit 5'9 in, like, the fourth grade, and everybody's like, oh my god, you're gonna be so tall. I'm like, yes! 
No. Ew, you were this size when you were like nine or ten? I don't know why, but that grosses me out. Why is that? <laughs> it grosses you out? Because I feel like I'm, I'm hugging so a giant fourth lanky, grader now. Yeah. Ew. Oh, you're really skinny too. Oh, yeah, I was really skinny. That's weird. I'm not that skinny anymore. You grew in different ways, sweetie. So you are Sir Daniel Fortesque. Sir Dan, if you will. You don't have to. Um, so the game opens with a flashback in the 13th century. They give us the timestamp so we know it's legit. Wow. And this is in the kingdom of Galamir. Not a real kingdom, but I'll let it slide. Sure. And you are Sir Daniel Fortesque. You, or you feel yourself as Sir Daniel Fortesque. Sir Daniel Fortesque is the reanimated skeleton of a deceased champion knight who history holds in high esteem. So, Wait. All right. So the game is taking place in the 13th century, or this is just the history? This is the history. Okay. So Sir Daniel Fortesque was from... The 13th century? Some shit like that. I don't know. Timeline's confusing. Okay. But you are a skeleton in medieval times that was also a medieval person. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and everyone thought he was the shit. Everyone's like, oh, he's like a dick swinger. He fucked shit up. Um, dope ass dude. That's what it said on his tombstone. Dope ass dude? Dope ass dude. Okay. Also, when I die, please put that on my tombstone. Dope ass dude. Yeah. They'd be like, oh, let's go visit grandma. Oh, which one's her headstone? It's the one that says dope ass dude. It's shaped like a pizza. Right. She requested that rabbits be fed at her grave every day. Every day. <laughs> every day. <laughs> Please make sure this happens. Okay. Uh, this counts as my will. So history thinks Sir Daniel is super dope. And one of his heroic things is that he took down this sorcerer named Zarok. Z-A-R-O-K. Zarok. Um, Zarok, yeah. And the one thing Zarok did before Daniel killed him is that he raised an army of demons and wanted to take over the kingdom. Is this more demons or this is the same demons? This is the first round of demons. First round of demons. Yeah, so, Zar- so Zarok like, was like, fuck this shit. So he had an army of demons. He was going to take over the whole kingdom. The whole kingdom. The whole kingdom. Not just part of it. Yeah. And basically... The myth is that Daniel went into battle with the king's army, and he killed the sorcerer during the battle. During the battle, he also died. So, like, he... It was, like, a rocky... Ending of rocky shit where, like, they're both punching each other, but... I don't think you know how rocky ends. I am only referencing this from that episode of Scrubs, where they <laughs> are trying to figure out how to, like, finish a fight, and they get, they go, okay, we'll end it, like, in Rocky, and they they take a picture of them punching each other at the last minute. Yeah, that, I don't know which Rocky that is, but... It's the Rocky from Scrubs. Okay, I haven't seen Scrubs. Scrubs is so, delightful. But I've seen the ending of the first Rocky, and I know that's not how it ends. Well, maybe it's not one. Okay. Aren't there a bunch... <laughs> Yeah, there's a whole shitload of Rockies. Yeah, and now we're getting into creeds. That's true. Yeah, like, now, we're, now we're on to just the next generation. We're a few creeds in now, right? Like, we, no, the second one's coming out soon. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't think... Oh, my God. They're Michael B. Jordan stays busy. Stop. That's why he's so fit. And so Stallone. Look at him. He stays busy in he's other like ways. He's like 90 and yoked. <laughs> Homeboy yoked, like, though. Like, creepy yoked. <laughs> So many veins. People don't say yoked anymore. They don't? I don't think so. I think that's like a Stallone. People his age do. Okay, that's fair. Anyway, so Rocky ending, whatever that means. I wrote that because that's my only frame of reference. Again, I probably shouldn't be hosting this. (laughs) So he dies in battle as he kills Zarok and they like find him dead, but they also find like the sorcerer dead. So like, cool, Dan fixed everything. Dope ass dude bury him, make sure he is the hero of the city or the kingdom. Okay. 
Was every city back in the day a kingdom? Like, you know how like, we have cities and towns and townships? You know, I've always wondered that kind of stuff. Because, like, you think of... England's not that fucking big. No. And you think of it all as in England. I guess it also is in, like, France and stuff like that, but... Eh, just throwing it out there. It um, always seems like there was always, like, a castle of some sort, and there was a little village that surrounded it. I don't know. I think there's, like... Lesser castles and greater castles and... Other shit like that. Anyway, that's boring as shit. Rich white people. Ugh, the worst. The real villains of the story. So, that's like the mythology. We find out as the audience that this is a total lie. Total bullshit. Smoke up everyone's ass. Wait, which part's a lie? All of it. Sir Daniel's a lie? So, Daniel is never a hero. So, he leads the battle into Zorok's, like, sorcerer shit... He's the first one to die. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, he like barely makes it up there, but he catches an arrow to the eye and is just dead immediately. Okay. And So why does he become like the hero of the story? Because during this battle, Zorok went into hiding. But he died. They think he died. Oh, Zor- Zorok's the bad guy. Zorok's the bad guy. Okay, Daniel's the dead one. Yeah, they all assume because Daniel got there first and is dead, they're like, oh, he fucked shit up and the sorcerer's gone. Yay! The and then he died saw- in battle. The sorcerer saw an opening and was like, I'm going to skip town. They Stop. rallied an army. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. That's hilarious. Yeah. And, like, they roll up on Daniel with an arrow through his eye. And, like, they don't know that he fucking, like, Mr. Beaned his way into it and then died. <laughs> like, right. He, like, managed to, like, get in there and then immediately died. That's like Elijah Wood's cameo in Spy Kids 3D. Yeah, take that reference. I don't want to. Why have you seen Spy Kids? Because it was Robert Rodriguez and I was, like, 20. Okay, only the first half is okay. The second half makes it super weird. Because I wanted to watch everything that he did, and that did was you, part did, of it. Did you see it in theaters? No. No, okay, I saw it at home. that would have been super creepy. Like, No, I saw it at home. You go in there like, I fucking love From Dust Till Dawn! <laughs> no, no, I waited to watch that in the privacy of my own home. Oh, but Elijah don't Wood's like cameo in that movie is freaking amazing he just rolls up and dies immediately yeah but he rolls up as like the hero of the day like everybody's been looking for this hero and he walks up he's like yeah i'm the hero turns around gets blasted and dies see, it's I, fantastic i was young enough to see the first spy kids in theaters so i know you were too old to watch any of the spy kids in theaters that's why i brought that up but this is like elijah wood mid lord of the rings oh so it was a it, he was a huge star and that, that was a funny-ass cameo. That's great. Yeah, anyway. Anyway, yeah, that's literally what happens to Sir Dan. Oh, poor like, guy. Like, Homeboy is, like, knighted. They, like, roll out the red carpet for him. They're like, he is the hero of the kingdom. He died immediately. Immediately. Like, <laughs> without missing a beat. Like, it's that thing of, like, you put one foot on the mine and then you're dead. Like, that's kind of what happened to yeah. Sir Dan. And Zorok was like, I'm going to go. <laughs> you guys got this? Bye. I'm totally dead. Yeah. <laughs> you guys handle it. So, yeah. So, Sir Dan's troops managed to go on, win the battle. They beat all the demons. Zorok escapes, goes into hiding, and just lets people assume he's dead. They're like, they don't do they do not do a thorough job. They do, like, the superhero job where they're like, he's probably dead. Let's not look into it. We don't need a body. <laughs> Body's unnecessary for this confirmed kill. Yeah. But we're going to confirm it. We're going to declare this a victory. Yeah. In his defense, though, he goes into hiding for a hundred years. Hey, you know, if you're going to hide and convince people you're dead, that's a good way to do it. Wait, more than a week? Way more than a week. Yeah, so he, he bounces, he's in hiding. One century later, 
he reemerges. He goes into the village. This is kind of rad. And he basically steals the souls of a bunch of citizens and awakens his army. So he rips the souls out of a bunch of people, puts demon souls inside of the human bodies? Yeah. That's awesome. He's fucking... He's he's really dark. Like, it's a kid's game. You you remember, like, the marketing. Like, it's a goofy, silly kid's right. game. Right. This is a G-rated horror. We could totally make this, like, an R-rated, like, dark universe style, like, <laughs> Batman Begins kind of thing. James <laughs> Vanderbeek, Power Rangers. Ugh, which I'm still living for. Right. And we like the new Power Rangers, but... Yeah, that was good. It was fun. I love me some James Vanderbeek, so... He puts out this, like, super creepy energy throughout the village and the graveyard to, like, wake up zombies and shit. And he accidentally wakes up Sir Dan. Oh! Because, <laughs> again, Sir Dan's dead. <laughs> right, Sir Dan's been dead. Yeah. And so he accidentally resurrects his person. Yeah. Okay. The guy who allegedly killed him, but very clearly didn't. Right. And that's where you as the player come in, so you're like... You're resurrected now. You're like, at least I died a hero. And then they're like, money where your mouth is. And he's like, fuck. <laughs> oh, no. No, I have to actually be a hero. Oh, yeah. God. So you wake up. He's like full of cobwebs. And there's like, he's missing his eye and shit. Like, it's weird. In the game, he has one eyeball, like in Ooh. the design of the character. But the other eyeball's gone because he got shot through the eyeball. Okay, because it's, like, hollow, right? Yeah, 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 it's hollow, but you have, like, one. It's kind of funny. So he gets out of his crypt, and he's like, fuck this noise. <laughs> I should kill Zarok, like everyone thinks I did. Yeah. And he's a little play because he's like... This is my fault. Yeah, he's like, I could have stopped this the first time if I didn't die immediately. Right. <laughs> um, one shot, one kill. Like, deadass, like, Widowmaker took him out. Um <laughs> No, Hanzo the Archer. The Hanzo Archer, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, too much Overwatch. Way too much Overwatch. Not enough Overwatch. So, yeah, Hanzo took him out originally, and now he's like, I can earn this now, <laughs> because they buried me in the Hall of Heroes and shit. Like, they took care of me. They right. all, they, like Everyone's sucking my dick. Like, everyone's stoked on me. I did nothing. Everybody's so excited that I'm back, and they have no idea the truth. Yeah, and, like, everyone was, like, he saved the village and kingdom from despair, and he's, like, no, I didn't. It's like that episode of Firefly in Janestown. Yeah, he's Jane in this. Like, they made the mud statue for him. <laughs> and they wrote and a he's song. he's, like, no, a man they call Dan. <laughs> um, so he gets out of the cemetery, and he gets through Galamir. He has his big sword and stuff. If you remember what he looks like, he's, so he's a very big skeleton, big broad shoulders. He has one big sword that he can kind of swing around in a circle. Okay. And as, so, as like you go through, you can pick up pieces of armor and stuff. So just to kind of help you level up. Like in Zelda, you get the master sword. In this game, you basically just level up your armor and stuff. You look cooler. Okay. Uh, which is kind of neat. I always like it when they upgrade the armor because it's just... It- Makes it more fun to look at just over time that somebody changes their look. Yeah, you're like, okay, I feel like I'm leveling up because I look more put together. Right. It's great. Link does it. I know, right? He gets through a lot of swords. Yeah, and his outfit always changes, too. Does it? 
Uh, I, you know what? Honestly, I haven't played one since... The Game Boy one that I played, too. Uh, Link Between Worlds. Link Between Worlds. Which is fucking great. And But the thing is, I hadn't played a Zelda game since the one that it's the sequel to. Oh. <laughs> Link to the Past. So... I hadn't played any of the N64 Zeldas, which I know is blasphemous and terrible. I just never had an N64, so I never got to play any of those Zeldas. Or GameCube, so I didn't... Honestly, I haven't owned a Nintendo system since Super Nintendo, so... I missed all the Zeldas. So within this franchise, you've only played one specific branch of the franchise? Yeah, and they're like the two best ones, so I don't even care. It's like you played Pokemon, but you only played Gold, Silver, Crystal, and then played Heart, Gold, Sold, Silver when that came out. Sure. You don't get that. No. It's fucking hysterical. Okay. (laughs) Um, I am playing Silver right now on my 3DS. It's great. So you're Sir Dan, you're getting through Galamir, you're hacking up demons, and you're making way to Xerox's lair. How are you saying Xerox? I don't know. You're the one that's... That sounds sexy. That that sounds like Salt Bay or something. Xerox. Xerox. I rock from Ready Player One. (laughs) He's probably the same level of, like, creepy. So, Zarak has this lair, and there's, you know, there's general obstacles, warriors and shit. Yeah. There's more of them as you go through. Okay. Um, it's mostly just a hack and slash game, like I said. So yeah. It's, it's literally just, like, the same game through different lenses of, like, okay, now there's a different field. Yeah, no, that's usually why they call it a hack and slash, because that's just what it ends up being. Just, you're going to swing your sword a whole lot. Yeah. And there's also some things you can collect throughout. There's chalices that you can collect. Okay. Um, that are just, like, unlocked here and there. Hidden around the levels yeah. and stuff. And the fun thing is there's different endings based on how many chalices you can collect. Ooh. Which is kind of fun, which we'll I get into. I love multi-endings. I know, right? It's good. They're it's fun. Not like, it's not butterfly effect, but it's kind of pre-butterfly effect, where, like, you your, ch- your choices affect the outcome of the game. Okay. Which you know I adore. Yeah. We're getting better at them. We, we are. They would not work on this show, but... No. <laughs> Skip to 30 minutes for this end. <laughs> uh, shit like that. You're out of the cemetery, you're going through, you're collecting chalices, really nothing to write home about through here, and you get to Zarok's lair. Dan gets all the way through Zarok's lair, and he's waiting there. He's like, oh, yeah, motherfucker, <laughs> we doing this. Ooh. So he sends out some skeletal warriors, and he's like, go get them. This is kind of weird, though. So before he does that, Dan puts one of the chalices that he got in the game into a white circle in the middle of the arena. This is really cool. It summons the souls of all the soldiers from Dan's army who fought in the war a century ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, which is, like, really cool. He's like, fire with fire, motherfucker! (laughs) Now, here's my question. Is it one of those situations where when everybody dies, you get all the knowledge of the universe, so all his soldiers know that Dan died the fucking moment he walked <laughs> They're like, no, we know he's full of shit. No. no okay, they actually think yeah, he's a hero. Dan died so far before they all rolled up on him that they all just saw him dead right when they rolled up, and they're like, oh, okay, shit, so Dan fucked some shit up. they die with their last memory, and that's yeah, it. Dan really is the only one that knows he died being a pussy. Okay. <laughs> him and Zarok. Zarok's mom died. I was like, fuck this, I'm out of here. <laughs> so, I didn't know if they all like got ghosted together and then they looked back and like so what really happened god ghosted together yeah that's great god ghosted together um so he puts out his chalice it brings up all the ghosts and because they're ghosts they are super powerful against the skeletal warriors who are also like angry ghosts yeah right so they charge dan's army charges towards zorok's army and they do a whole thing pew pew whatever and dan has to do this thing where he's zapping them with good lightning to keep lightning. Go- yeah, it's it's fucking weird. Healing I- lightning. Yeah. So 
he has to keep them like charged kind of it's it's a resource piece where you have to like manage resources okay and he has to keep them charged to like fight Zarok's army um he doesn't keep them charged and that's how you can die and like lose so if he doesn't keep them charged you die and you lose um but once you keep them all charged up and they can defeat the demons Zarok loses and Dan's warriors get super stoked and they're like fuck yeah Dan go um, Dan and they're cheering and then they produce these health vials that Dan can get to get all his energy as back as, as like as much as possible because he spent out a lot of energy making the good lightning happen right and Zarok is like god damn it <laughs> <laughs> he didn't do this the first time, I swear to God. <laughs> I swear this guy just died last time. Where did he get good? And he's like, I have an idea. Oh. He brings out his champion. Oh, he had a champion. Zarok had a champion. The champion is Lord Kardok. Lord Kardok. Reporting in to Sorcerer Zardok. And Lord Zardok is a... This is what I pulled directly out of like the walkthrough, which is kind of funny. A skeletal man wielding a mace? A what? A mace. A mace. Like, isn't that spray? No, a mace? No, a mace is a, uh, like, a big ball of metal at the end of a... Oh! At the end of a stat, like, a stick. I thought that was fucking hysterical because he had pepper spray. No! In medieval times. <laughs> I was like, is he a mall cop? What's happening? No, it's like a ball. Oh. It's got, like, spikes or, like, sharp edges around it, and you use that to beat people. Like with. the chicken, um, Kill Bill? Like, she had a ball on a stick and shit? No, that's on a chain, though. Oh. A mace is just like it's like literally attached to the end of the stick. Oh shit! Okay. Yeah. Uh, he's got that, and he's riding a skeleton horse, so he's kind of cool. I mean, that's terrifying. I literally thought it was a skeleton on a skeleton with pepper spray. With pepper spray. I never made it to this around. level, obviously. Clearly. <laughs> because again, played like one level. Right. At you Target. played the demo. Yeah. At Target. Yeah, but I was like, he's gonna pepper spray a skeleton. <laughs> his skin's been gone, motherfucker. He's only got one eye, that's why. That's his weakness. <laughs> so, I thought that was hysterical when I I'm read it. I'm so sorry to ruin that you, for you. You really ruined it. Yeah, um, history ruins a good visual. God damn it. <laughs> um, so, Dan fucks up Lord Cardock, and Zardok is like, Shit! Did being dead help him? Like, really? What the fuck? <laughs> Did so he he's... work out in the afterlife? What the fuck happened? And he's like, if you want something done right, you gotta do it yourself. And Hasn't he, he been doing it himself this whole time? No, he's been sending his army of demons, and okay. then he sent Lord Zardok, or Cardok, which, like, okay. He kind of pulls in End of Bioshock, because he's like, if I need to kill this guy, I will have to become the monster to destroy him. Oh, God. Yeah. Spoilers. Do we need to say spoiler alert for this show? This whole show is a spoiler, and we could ruin just about anything. And we try to we try to play games that are older, so we don't ruin shit for anyone. Yeah, but we're not gonna do the end of The Last of Us. It's still a little too new. Yeah, we have like an unspoken rule about just like we want to do a bit older, so people have a chance to either if they're not gonna play these games, they're never gonna play these. Games. Yeah, they can at least have a chance to be nostalgic about them or like yeah. miss them entirely, catch up on pop culture throughout. Right. Um, but yeah, spoiler alert: he pulled and Bioshock's been out for ten years. Yeah, it's, it's, it's way old. But yeah, he pulls an end of Bioshock and is like, "I will become the monster." And he has some trouble casting the right spell, uh, but he figures it out and comes out as a dragon. He's like a wingless dragon, but he's still like a big ass dragon. So it's like it's more of, like a lizard dragon. Yeah, he's he's a real big. He's a dinosaur. 
Yeah. <laughs> so he comes out as a dinosaur. He comes out as a dinosaur. Okay. <laughs> like, he thought Maleficent and ended with We're the Robinsons. Okay. <laughs> is that a it's, weird reference? I, I was thinking more like the, the vision that Mushu has of himself. Yeah. And the actual Mushu. I am your dragon. <laughs> and it's like this weird little dude. This little tiny little lizard guy. Yeah, so he comes out and he figures it out. He comes out as a dragon. Would you be scared if a man came out as a dragon to you? I've been really struggling to tell this. Um, it's something I've been dealing with my whole life. Oh my God, honey. And um, I'm really happy that you brought this up this way. This is a safe space. Is it, I, I hope so. I mean, the other castle is supposed to be a place for everybody. Yeah. And I hope you can accept me because I am a dragon. Fuck! That explains so much. Yeah. Oh, you're so scaly. <laughs> you scaly it's not just dry skin. No, it's my scales. No, that was just an excuse to get you to rub lotion on me every day. Ew. I thought that was a, a married thing. It is. It's totally a married thing. I'm not a dragon. You aren't taking this weird. Nope. I'm not. I, happy April. It's October. I married a dragon. <laughs> like yourself, Zarak is a dragon. Oh, okay. He comes out as a dragon and Dan's like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> I just defeated an army with my own undead army. I beat a man carrying pepper spray, carrying a mace. I, I wrote these notes in a different mindset. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and now you're a dragon. <laughs> I've been dead for a hundred years. I just miss bread. Like, <laughs> leave me alone. So, they're fighting. Dan wins, if you play it right. If you play it right. If Dan wins, which he should, because there's nothing else to do at this point in the game. Right. Zarok explodes and becomes a, a people again. Just a normal person? Yeah, like what he was before, and he's like, fuck, you win. He just gives up? Yeah. So <laughs> he's like, God damn it. So Zark gets up and he's like, you know what? If I failed, everyone's going to die and you are going to stay in my lair forever. And he zaps up the ceiling with his trident. He's a trident. Oh, yeah. All sorcerers have tridents. Right. And the roof caves in. Because, like, if I'm going down, I'm bringing every motherfucker with me. Oh, my God. What a vengeful little dick. He was just a dragon. And now he's just a people. Now he's just a very angry people. As he's doing this, a big chunk of debris falls on top of him, and it goes, squeak. He just goes, squeak? Yeah, it's kind of cute. Um, and Dan's like, fuck this. I already died once with this dude. I'm over it. Yeah. Um, so Dan escapes, and he gets out to the arena entrance, like right before the lair where he was fucking everything up with the uh, with his army. Mm-hmm. And he's watching the lair fall apart. He's like, holy shit. And this small flying creature comes towards him, and the two get blown back by the explosion of a sundial that was right next to them. So oh, they, no. Yeah. And Dan's like, what the fuck? <laughs> so Dan managed to hang on to a floating cog from a time device till he gets to a small cave. Okay. Yeah. So he's like, cool, we're out of here. I have this shit from a time device. Because suddenly there's time devices. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Did somebody come b- from the future? I mean, no. I'm not going to try to find logic. No. Don't bother. Don't do it. It's, okay. it's from the 90s. It's going to make my head hurt. It's going to make your little dragon brain hurt. It's going to make my eyes go across like Austin Powers. There you go. So he's in this little cave. He brushes the dust off his armor. And then there's like a fire going on and he has to get away from the fire. Like he literally gets like a moment of rest to be like, holy shit, that was crazy. And he looks up and he's like, God damn it. <laughs> this shit's on fire. <laughs> really? And so he's running, 
and there's an explosion, and it shoots him flying, and he ends up flying off a cliff because, like, he's having the worst fucking day. Clearly having a very bad day. He's not really... He's like, I just killed, like, so many dead dudes, and, like, this sucks. (laughs) I'm so over it. So he's falling off this cliff, and this giant vulture picks him up out of his fall and takes him back to his crypt. And swoops him. Yeah. He's like, you know what? No, you need to just go back to sleep. To dead sleep. Just let this man die. I know. <laughs> let this man stay dead. So he gets back to his crypt. He falls off the cliff. Bird catches him. He gets back to his crypt. And as he's getting back to this crypt, he sees that all the souls that Zorok stole in the beginning of the game are getting returned to the citizens. Oh. Yeah, because, like, it's that, uh, what is that, that motherboard, mothership thing where, like, the motherboard yeah. goes down and Once everything's mother... okay? Yeah, that classic Marvel trope. Yeah. It's not just Marvel, it's everything. No, I know. It's like, the hive mind. Yeah, the hive mind. Zorok's actually dead this time, so everyone goes back to normal. Um Thinking ending of Jessica Jones, Independence Day. Name anything. Matrix. Name yeah. literally anything. All of them. So he's like, cool. I actually did save the town this time. I knew no one in this town because it's a hundred years later. All my friends and family are dead. This is, and it's medieval times. This is like four or five generations after him. I'm saving that prick Jared's kids. Yeah. <laughs> His fucking DNA made it through because <sighs> I defeated Zorok the first time. I can't believe Jared's kids got... Fucking Jared. That little bastard. So he's like, I'm done, right? We're cool. We're cool. (laughs) Climbs back into his crypt and is like, deuces, I'm done. Until the next adventure. And I told you that there are two different endings. Oh, right. So if you don't get all the chalices, there's a whole bunch. Dan goes back to... Goes to sleep in his crypt. The camera zooms into an eye socket where Dan was not shot until the screen is completely black and just says the end. So, kind of a cop-out. But if you do get all the chalices... All of them. The same thing happens, but Dan is now in the Hall of Heroes. Oh, where he belongs. Yeah. Rightfully this time. Yeah, he earned it. Um, He gets there. The rest of his heroes have come to life. Like, they were statues and, like, busts of people. It was kind of a mausoleum. But now they're alive and they're all stoked and they're like, fuck yeah, Dan. They're all welcoming him because he actually belongs. He earned it. Yeah. And Dan does, like, a couple backflips or something and, like, ends up in a chair (laughs) <laughs> like he like parkours himself into like the king's it's chair. It's like a stripper move, like a male stripper move. Yeah, someone throws like a gauntlet cup thing at him, and he catches it with his like weird foot. Um, he gets wine in like he tries to drink it, but he's a skeleton, so the wine kind of splashes so everywhere. So it's like on Pirates of the Caribbean, yeah. just like splash. Oh, it's great. You see it like go through him, um, and everyone's super stoked, and they're all clapping for him, and then it goes into the end. So. You get this really sweet ending if you do stick around and, like, help Dan get all the chalices. Okay. Which is cute. That's good. Yeah, he gets a little more redemption if you get all the chalices. I, I like it when they give you a little bit more ending. Yeah, you know, it's cool. Like, if, if you get everyone killed in, until dawn, you get a cool ending. And right. Like... <laughs> right. Except for the Batman Arkham games with those stupid fucking Riddler problems that you've got. To... Oh. You can't get the full ending until you get all 3,000 Riddler problems. There genuinely are, like, hundreds, right? Oh, my God. I I just go on YouTube. Yeah. Like, that's that's the time when I go on YouTube to watch, like, a video of somebody playing a game. I'm just like, yeah. I'm not going to look for them all. I'm not going to complete <laughs> them all. Fuck that. That's going to take me years. In Pokemon, if you collect all the Pokemon in that Pokedex, which at this point can be up to, like, seven or 800 Pokemon, right. you can get a certificate from someone. Oh, a certificate that you 
Deadass is ridiculous. And, like, you need both games to get all Pokemon. Or, right. Like, all iterations of the game that come out in that generation. So, for Gen 1, you need red and blue. Because so you got to get that one special one. Yeah. And you also, there's, like, four that I think about four or five that only evolve when you trade. So, you have to, like, have a friend with the Game Boy cable oh, to okay. trade and shit. Like, they make you go through so many steps. So, if you fill out your Pokedex... You get a fucking certificate. Now, question. Back in the day when they had the Game Boy printer, Ooh. could you print that certificate? I don't know. That would have been cool. I, re- I mean, I, the printer was worthless otherwise. Absolutely. Well, you could take pictures of yourself. Yeah. Um, it's I, like a Polaroid. I think that those games actually came out pre-printer. So okay. I don't know if you could get it printed out. Like, I don't know if Well, I mean, I just like, feel like... Pokemon continued and continued. Like, eventually one of them came out after the printer, right. you know? Yeah. So then it's like, yeah, probably have to get, like, 500 Pokemon at that point, or, like, 400 or whatever. Yeah. And then you can print your little certificate. Within. And be like, I have this tiny post-it. Look at me! I did it! I'm the only one that has a letter from Dr. Oak. I don't know. Professor. Sure. <laughs> He's a doctor in Pokeology. But... Yeah, that was Medieval, the game that you and I both missed as children. We both missed it as children. And I, don't, I don't think I miss it now. <laughs> it's still stuck with us in some ways. It's a little bonkers. Like, it's one of those ones I had in the back of my mind where I was like, I didn't play it, but I always thought it was so cool and I wanted to play it so bad. Right. I think I'm good. You're good at what? I think I'm just good on it. Yeah, you don't need to play it? No. Yeah, you're fine? I got the good experience out of it. Okay. Yeah, Um. I don't know what the second one's about, but there is... There is a second one. Yeah. <laughs> and they made it. And they made it. Like, it's cool, you know? Which kind of ruins his happy ending in either version of the uh, first game. Yeah, because he doesn't get to rest. No, he doesn't get to rest. Like, the point of the game is, like, life. You want to rest in peace at the end of it. Right. And <laughs> because there's a sequel, you don't get that. Yeah. Why won't you let me rest in peace? Yeah. Like, just let me die and let me be dead. But... This also did spark, like, I kind of want to do James Pond now. James Pond? James Pond. James Pond. I don't want to play that game. Oh. They did a lot of frog games. Tell me how it goes. They had James Pond and they had Frogger. Like, this is a very frog-heavy game development company that also did this, like, light goth slasher. Two examples. More than you got. (laughs) (laughs) They did two medievals and a bunch of James Pond and Frogger games. That's all I need. That's all you need. Yeah. Um, oh so, how do you feel about this game? I'm fine with having skipped it. Uh, there was <laughs> when I said at the beginning that I skipped it because I was playing the Maximo series and I thought they just seemed a little too similar. Listening to it, yep, they sound a lot similar. Oh. So I think I I played a very similar game at the time and I'm happy with that one. So. Yeah. Then we don't need to do that one. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm good skipping this one. Cool. But at the same time, that sounded like I, I'll give it, it has a lot more depth credit than I would have like thought it would. Yeah. You know. It wasn't just kill everything inside. It was like, oh, I have to go defeat a sorcerer and, like, just let me die. I like this whole concept of the hero that died immediately but then got a legend built out of him for no reason. Like, I thought that was great. The accidental war hero? The accidental war hero. Yeah, that's <laughs> wonderful. But That's pretty funny. It's kind of cool. Like, I, I mean, I get it. It's cool that the composer is still doing stuff in the industry. Like... Yeah, I think that's, somebody's still working. Yeah, some of them are, and then the other one's just kind of like, we did our pet project, and we're cool. Like, we're going to focus on other stuff. This is what happiness feels like. Yeah. Yeah. I'm happy now. Cool. So, yeah, that was Medieval. Um, again, if you guys have any thoughts of games we should do, hit us up on Twitter or Instagram or email us. All the information to get a hold of us is down below. Yep, in the description. In the description. Yes. Yes. 
And um, please, please, please leave us a review and rate us on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you're listening to this. It really helps us. We um, really need you to do that. We'd really appreciate it. And yeah, just let us know what games we should do because I did Medieval thinking it was going to be awesome and it was like, oh. It's mediocre. It's okay. <laughs> medieval mediocre. Right. Oh, no. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're having a fun time. Yeah, I'm having a great time. Yeah. Um, if you want to hear more unpopular opinions that I have, tweet me. Oh, God. I have so many. Almost as many as I do. Do you? Yeah. Okay. You do like the Matrix sequels. I love the Matrix sequels. He's saying this so unironically. No, I, I'm, I'm dead serious. I think the Matrix sequels are so much better than the original. I didn't care for the first one, so I didn't want Neither to put did in I. the next six hours. That was the thing, though. I didn't really like the first one. So then the, the sequels were easy to be better. Oh, I don't like Titanic. Yeah, I don't get that. It's white people with problems on a boat. That sounds like everything I don't want. Yeah, it's... Okay. <laughs> like, literally, they're like... It's called history. Yeah, but like... Cool. Right, and... That's fine. The heroes were all the poor people. Didn't they die? All of them. That Every sucks. single that poor person. That makes me person. so sad. Not a single poor person makes it out of that movie alive. I would have died. That was the reason why he made that movie. Did you know that? No. I thought he did it just to like get homegirl naked. No, he made a movie because he wanted to show that the only way the rich can survive is if the poor die, which is why only historically accurate rich people die and all the rich other rich characters live and every single poor character dies what's his net worth billions <laughs> i hate that so much yeah i i don't care for titanic i like the rick and morty episode where they go to the titanic reenactment place though that was great totally worth it don't know that reference see unpopular opinions tom hasn't seen rick and morty yep scream at him because i have been yeah i don't get it it's great. It's delightful. But yeah, let us know what you guys have in mind. We love some suggestions for games. And if you have any really weird ones, I want to know. And like, they can get fucking weird. Yeah, we can get really weird with it. I'm down to get weird with it. Independent, major titles, all of it. Yeah, it'll be good. Yeah. Bring it to the castle. Bring it in. Bring it in. All right, Goombas. Until next time. What's until next time? Do we have to wait? Is there a secret? Bye. Bye.